0: It's Monday and Friday, 93.7 WEIFM and HD1, Lawrence, Boston. We're always live on the free Odyssey app.
1: This hour of the Rich Key Show is brought to you by Northeast Men's Health with offices in Dedham, Marlborough, Woburn, and Salem, New Hampshire. Visit northeastmenshealth.com.
2: It's the Rich Keefe Show. Here we go. You're
3: now rocking with the Rich Keefe Show on your radio. You're about to hear the Chronicles from a topical, comical, and knowledgeable Boston sports talker drop it in hotter than a tropical climate. Breaking news, he supplies it. And you want the truth? Scoops Keefe will find it. He's talking about all the sports. And he's also a hashtag dork and the father of two sweet daughters. The leader of your squad for you evening marauders and night commuters. Tune in and sit tight. Six to ten, more like six to midnight. Ow, the mic's hot on a night's watch crew. Celtics, Bruins, Pats, and Red Sox, too. Doing this since the Rich Keith Project. Now we has got podcasts and Twitch stream content. K-W-F-E on W-E-E-I. It's the Rich Keith Show. So here's your guy. All right, welcome into the Rich Keefe Show here on a Thursday night, a rare full-tang Thursday during the football season. Andy Hart is here for the first half of the show. I would ask you, as I normally do, Hart, how are you? But we were texting earlier. I know you're sick as a dog, so this is kind of like your Jordan flu game. I appreciate you
4: uh, jumping on. What's the status right now? Uh, not great. Not great. <laughs> you know, the, I think the fever has actually subsided. The fever has been okay. like 101, 102 for a while. Oh, boy. Day and a half. you running hot. You're running a little hot. Hot, then cold, hot, then cold. Oh, that's I was a up. I was down. Yeah. <laughs> last like you night want to sweat I was. Uh... It out. That's what you want to do, sweat it out. Yeah, but I couldn't get to the sweat it right. out. I've been trying to eat it out. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me?
3: <laughs> oh, for God's sakes. That was 6.03. I
4: had a it's... brownie last night. I was like, yeah, this of makes brownie? me feel better. A brownie with lots of frosting on oh, top. Okay. My daughter made some, uh, like, uh, muffin cup, muffin tin round brownies. Ooh. Mm-hmm. That sounds good. With an Oreo cookie in the middle. I've always
3: been, uh, but I've always heard. Old wives' tale, feed a cold, starve a fever. So if you have a cold, you eat like crazy. And if you have a fever, I don't think you're supposed to eat that much.
4: Yeah, but. I was laying around, I was cranky, like the only thing that made me kind of feel better was the brownie. <laughs>
3: What's different from normal? Just you laying around <laughs> the house cranky, I feel like is kind of on that, par. That's probably a fair point. Fair yeah, point. I mean,
4: and then it doesn't help that, you know, I have to analyze sports right now that aren't real great between the Red Sox, the Patriots. No. And, although the guy before us, whoo, boy, was he excited about this game tonight, that gambling dude. Yeah. Oh, did he have a good lean on it? Oh, he, he take he. The total and the side. Best Patriots lean on their running game. That's been the key to their success. Excuse me, sir. Which success? Yeah, would it's that like be? You're, ta- you're talking to people who follow every single play yeah. of this team. I want to update
3: oh, that yeah. script yeah. a little. Although the the total has in some places springboarded all the way up to thirty and a half.
4: So. It's interesting because I saw there were a lot of um, charts and, and reference points for the total going around. Like, this yeah. is one of the lowest in the last 10, 20, 30 years. Actually, there's a, I think, three Patriots games in there dating back <laughs> to the early 90s. Yeah, they had some um, good offenses back then. But most, I, I want to say like three quarter of them went over when the, the total was this low. Interesting. So maybe we're going to see some points tonight. It that is would be like, nice.
3: It's like Iowa football. They just, they dare you to take the over, and yet the under would hit all the time. Like right. they're, When they played Nebraska two weeks ago, I think it was 25 was the over-under, and the final score was 13-10. <laughs> so if you took the under, you cashed that bet. So we'll get to the Patriots coming up, obviously, as they play tonight. We'll be on during the first half of the game, so if you want to call in and complain in real time, we are
4: all ears for that. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't lead the audience. What do you mean? Oh, I'm plain. sorry. If you
3: want to call in and
4: celebrate, react.
3: You, react.
4: That's react. It. Maybe Zapby has like three touchdown passes in the first quarter. You, you were really, leading the witness there, sir. You are really sick. I don't care for it. <laughs> that fever. You ought to check that fever <laughs> again. Three touchdown passes in one game?
3: That's not, uh, you can't do that. That's, that's not, not allowed. Steelers got a pretty good defense, too. So it's not even, yes. I mean, everybody has a good defense against the Pats, but in, you know, Pittsburgh, somehow, some way seven and five on the year. And uh, we'll get into their playoff chances and all that. But the big story, the last couple of days in major league baseball, isn't any of these free agents. It's Juan Soto going from the Padres to the Yankees, along with Trent Grissom, another, you know, major league outfielder for five different players going back the other way. One relatively high prospect in their system. Then a bunch of really kind of other guys going to San Diego. And now Juan Soto and Aaron judge, are in the same lineup, at least yep. for a year. We'll see what happens if they re-sign them or not. But, man, like I already was nervous about the offseason for the Red Sox. Just like, I don't know who they're going to get. Like It's going to be a really competitive market. Are they going to be at the top? Are they going to be really pushing the limits of what they're willing to spend to get some of these guys? There's also a few trade possibilities out there, one of them being Juan Soto. And not only do the Red Sox not get him, but he goes to the Yankees. And I'm yeah. like, and today I I feel I feel terrible. It's only you know December seventh. Not all the free agents have been gobbled up yet. But what a rough start to the offseason for the Red Sox.
4: Yes, and you know I have tried to stay optimistic yes, with our new friend Craig Breslow. You are the number one Breslow defender that that I speak to. I am losing um, <laughs> yeah. optimism and yes. faith. He, even he is, I think. I you, think he you might see be. his comments at the end of the meetings where he's like, "Yeah, you know, we'd hope to have something more substantial," and but you know, like he was, <laughs> like, he was disappointed in himself. Yeah. I feel like, uh, um, yeah. And you said it, like the fact that the Yankees, who you know, late last summer you were battling for last place in front of. Fans that paid $2 a ticket or whatever right. for the games right, right. Um, go out and they're like, We suck. We're going to make a monster move. Um, and I actually think now, because there was some discussion talking to my friend Coop Leonard, the producer of the Breaking Boston podcast, yes. but also uh, sort of a Red Sox expert, member right. of the Play Tessie podcast. There you go. He was wondering if Verdugo was a um, piece that was going to be then moved along in the Soto deal. Nope. I, I actually think those two left handed bats at Yankee Stadium, like, The Yankees are going to have a really good... I mean, if Judge and Stanton get hurt, okay, that changes everything. Well, obviously. But, you know, if they're healthy, they were lopsided, they were right-handed, the numbers on their home runs and power numbers, righty versus lefty, were way out of whack, and now you have two guys that can take advantage of that short porch. And for Verdugo, he can just get in where he fits in and just kind of be a, a role player. And for Soto... He has a big East Coast stage on which to show his stuff before he goes out and asks for, whatever, a half a billion dollars. Right? Oh, it's I mean,
3: Yeah, and I mean, that ballpark is just, it's almost not going to be fair. And so MLB Network tweeted out what their potential starting lineup could be DJ LeMahieu leading off, then Juan Soto, Aaron Judge, Anthony Rizzo, Glaber Torres, Giancarlo Stanton, Alex Verdugo, seventh, and whoever's catching eighth, and then Volpe at ninth.
4: Like, holy yeah. smokes. It feels better than the Red Sox.
3: That's so good. And, like, Stanton's one of those guys that, you know, you don't want to rely on him, but he could still hit 35 home runs. And then right. Alex Verdugo, who at times was one of the best hitters for the Red Sox, you got him at seventh, and there's really, you know, kind of no pressure on him. He's far and away their third outfielder. Like, that lineup's nasty. Nasty. So I feel I feel worse and worse by the day, and I already wasn't feeling very good. I know you were coming at it from a different perspective, yep. uh, but Juan Soto of the Yankees, I think, is massive. Um, it sounds like you might get a Shohei Ohtani decision this weekend, which I talked about with Fitzy a little bit yesterday, but Buster only wrote an article for ESPN about how the whole, he doesn't really understand the secrecy behind the Shohei Ohtani free agency. And he's like, this could have been really good for baseball, could have been good for yep. him, could have been like a real showcase marquee kind of thing. And instead it's like, nobody say anything. We don't know where he's going. We find out a little bit that he had a, like a visit like days after that he did but long story short it almost seems fitting that we'll get the Otani decision Sunday afternoon during football games <laughs> and like it won't even be the big right. story that it that it should be but at the very least if Otani does sign this weekend don't you think starting Monday is maybe when baseball for like really kicks into gear
4: yeah, probably, and I've seen. There's been a lot of disappointment about the winter meetings, what they used to be, what they are now. Yeah, yeah. Maybe even changing rules to force people to act at the winter meetings. Um, I forgot it was, who it was I like read. Just
3: Kimbrel signed. It was like, it was
4: Ki- yeah, Kimbrell's 13 million dollar deal for one year. I think was the biggest deal at the winter meetings. There was some columnist I read that was wanted like a window put in place that included the winter meetings where that's when multi-year deals had to be signed, and anything after that had to be a one-year deal <laughs> or something like that's to basically work. force people <laughs> yeah, to yeah. front-load the entertainment value yeah. in free agency. Um, the thing with, with Otani, it doesn't really bother me that he tried to keep it so secret. I know they were asking Dave Roberts when he admitted... Yeah. They had a meeting. They, like, are you worried? Because they said if you talk about it, you know, you're out. You're not going to be involved. He's right. like, I'm an honest guy. I talk yeah, he's about like, it. If he whatever, wants to come dude. here, he wants to come here. <laughs> yeah. We win the division every year. I can promise he's yeah. going to the playoffs. Like, yeah. if he doesn't want to take part in that, goes, that was his tone, and I liked it. I know. And I saw even J.J. Watt um, got involved. I don't know if you noted that on Twitter. No, I didn't he, see that. Because he is a guy that a lot of people, especially around here, Patriots fans who hate on J.J. Watt, I don't know why, but like, well, yeah, oh, I he's think a you oh, He's
3: a Hardo. He's just a, he's just yeah, a giant. And I like Hardo. Hard-os. I know you do, but you, you know who, who else is a Hardo?
4: Who's that? William Belichick, the guy that they have bowed down to for twenty years. And people are running him out of an town. Angel.
3: People are <laughs> <laughs> running him out of town today.
4: But J.J. Yeah. Watt was like, when you self promote and put yourself out there, people complain. And then when you keep everything tight to the vest oh, and oh, you true. don't want people complain, yeah, so basically people. And I think you have to do what's right for you. Like. You know, Kevin Durant can have his thing in the Hamptons yeah. and that's fine for him in the NBA. I just and think
3: baseball's o- a little bit like I understand where Buster only's coming from only because football, basketball, like there are so many stars anyway. Like they have recognizable names and faces. Baseball right. doesn't really as much. Otani has that opportunity. And this is how he's choosing to do it, but, yeah, there's it's less him. attention on it than it should be.
4: You can't force him. We've no, had this no, whole conversation sure. for, you know, years with Mookie Betts and make him more outgoing. Although or the Mike Dodgers kind of are. The Dodgers are pushing uh, him a little bit more. And he seems to have embraced it yeah, out there, so yeah, maybe yeah. he did hate us all along yeah. in this place all along. Uh, but Mike Trout is another one, like, oh, they got to market him better in baseball. Yeah. And, oh, they need to play up. He likes the weather or whatever it is. You can't force it because if it's forced, right. it's fake and it's stupid. But I do think it would be funny if the Otani thing just kind of is a bottom of the screen on yeah. the Red Zone channel. T- like Scott Hanson. Right. Ah, as we go back to uh, you know Cardinals so-and-so, also but- let you know <laughs> yeah. that Shohei Otani has signed with the Toronto Blue Jays. Yes, like, oh, by the way, $600 million to Shohei like, Otani. The, the number is going to be
3: insane, but like, yeah, the oh, fanfare yeah. around it is not going to be there. So when Breslow got introduced and we reacted to it uh, that night, I think one of the questions I asked you was, and I forget the six players exactly, but it was Otani, Yamamoto, Soto Tatis, uh, Blake Snell, and maybe like a Corbin Byrne. So it was a mix of free agents and possible trade candidates. And I said, are you confident that the Red Sox get at least one of those guys? I believe I said yes. At the time you did say yes. Are you changing that? Only one of them is technically off the board out of that group I named. Are you are you just as confident now or less so?
4: Uh less so. Yeah, I still okay. think there's a chance they will get one of those guys, but right. I don't feel as optimistic. Um because you know, it's fine for him to be disappointed in himself, but he controls the action. He makes yeah. the decision. Yeah, like, you're he the can guy go Trade for somebody, he can go sign. I mean, unless the Padres just flat out laughed at his organization, which Mm -hmm. I find that hard to believe. I I have to think if he wanted to, and maybe you can correct me if I'm wrong, Mister Baseball America. I'm your baseball guy. That's
3: me. They could have. They could have gotten Soto.
4: Okay, so he chose not to make a deal. He didn't. He he could. It wasn't that he didn't have the money or he didn't have the trade option. He chose to not make a deal. Well, the so money that's is him. really
3: future money, right? Like Juan right. Soto, it's, it's all about the future money and how much you're willing to give
4: him going forward. But
3: you could have brought him in for a year. They only traded one, I think, top ten or twelve prospect in
4: their system. So yeah, they're the, like tweener major leaguers. Basically. Yeah, the Red Sox are absolutely could have hit that. Right. All right, So, so you he on, chose not to.
3: No, he. You're right. If you want to get in on uh, Soto, Otani, Yamamoto, anything baseball wise, you can. We'll turn our attention to the Patriots as they kick off Week 14 in the NFL tonight. Pats and Steelers. 617-779-7937. It's a full-tang Thursday. Rich Keefe, Andy Hart, who will be here for the first half of the program. Right now, here is Stiz with What's Trending.
0: The Greg Hill Show,
1: weekdays 6 to 10.
0: Now, here's What's Trending on WEEI.
1: Trending now Thursday Night Football tonight as your 2-10 and ten Patriots in Pittsburgh to take on the 7-5 and five Steelers. Kickoff at 8-15 from Heinz Field. Ramondre Stevenson, Sean Wade, Kayshawn Booty, Pop Douglas, and Riley Reef have all been ruled out. The Patriots did just announce that Malik Cunningham and running back Kevin Harris have been elevated from the practice squad ahead of tonight's game. Bill Belichick spoke on the impact of Ramondre Stevenson's absence. The the
2: last one is just uh, with Ramondre's injury. um, How do you envision um, just sort of the, the, I guess, the running back group um, coming together
5: for Thursday? Uh, Yeah, well, I mean... We have players on the team that uh, you know we have depth at that position, and we'll see how it all plays out. But you know, it's good to have the the players that we have there feel confident in that group.
1: Keep it locked right here to WEI and the Rich Keith Show. Catch all of our live reactions and misery. Bruins back on the ice tonight, hosting the Sabers at the TD Garden. Puck drop at 7 p.m. Jeremy Swayman. Will be out tonight. He's not feeling well. And even though Tuca was seen this morning at Morning Skate, Brandon Bussey will be the goalie tonight for your Boston Bruins. Not great news for the Red Sox as the Padres traded Juan Soto to the Yankees in a deal last night that involved seven other players. Celtics have the night off tonight. They're home tomorrow, taking on the Knicks tip-off at 7.30. And the in-season tournament continues tonight as the Pacers are currently in Milwaukee taking on the Bucks. with two minutes left in the second quarter. Pacers up 54-44 to over the Bucks. Later tonight at 9 p.m., the Pelicans in L.A. to face the Lakers. I'm Stiz. That's what's trending now on WEI and WEI.com. More of his key show coming up.
0: You can stream the show or listen on demand anytime.
1: Just download
0: the Odyssey app. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y. Say W-E-E-I I's a favorite and listen wherever you go. Now, more of the Rich Keith Show on W-E-E-I. we say congratulations. Worked
3: so hard, to Day- Back here on the Rich Keith Show with Andy Hart, W-E-E-I. Full tank Thursday night show all the way up until uh, 10 o'clock. Of course, Patriots play the Steelers tonight, marquee matchup. Last week, Amazon was hyping it up as Bill Belichick versus T.J. Watt. Today, they were hyping it up as uh, Bailey Zappi versus Mitchell Trubisky.
4: Or random white dude with scruffy facial hair versus random white dude with scruffy facial hair. There you go. So you could have been one of the pictures.
3: I could have been one of the pictures. Something's got to give in that matchup. And, uh, yeah, that's what we're in store for tonight couple of backup quarterbacks going at it here. And uh, an all-time low over under 30-and-a-half is where it is in most places, 30, 30-and-a-half. 30 Earlier in the week, it was 29-and-a-half, which I think would have been the lowest in, like, 30 years. 30 is, like, right around the, like, the embarrassment mark. And, you know, you can look at it two ways. On the one hand, the Patriots' defense has played really well, so it's also part they're not giving up very many points. But the offense is just insanely inept.
4: Yeah, and, and I like the Patriots' defense. Yeah. I do think there are um, some quantifiers or qualifiers. I mean, they played Gardner Minshew. They played Tommy DeVito. Right. They played Justin Herbert in the rain and cold. Like It was a gross I feel game. like we're yeah. going down another road of a lot of their performances can be kind of um well it's like going back to
3: like the the boogeyman like even like you know when they yeah won a bunch of games back in twenty twenty one and people started to maybe convince themselves that Mac Jones might be something decent. If you really look through all those, like you play the Browns without Nick Chubb, you play the you know, no Calvin Ridley with the Falcons, a bunch of backup quarterbacks along the way. And there's others I forget, but there was right. one after the other after the other. And so maybe they're not quite as good. And there is something, too, where when the opponent, like the Steelers tonight, know that, hey, if we get 10 points, we win. So they can tell Trubisky, like, don't do anything stupid. <laughs> and, like, we don't really have to kind of go for it. Like We don't have to run a typical offense here tonight because the the Patriots just aren't going to be able to, to score a whole lot of points. But we did get some roster moves uh, shortly and or recently, and there's going to be the inactives coming out at around seven. But Malik Cunningham and uh, Kevin Harris have been uh, elevated. So no Ramondre Stevenson tonight. But my question is, do we see Malik Cunningham tonight? We didn't see him at all. He was active last week. Didn't play a
4: lick. Does he get in there tonight? I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say some package of plays, maybe one off or two off here or there. I mean, they got him on the field in Las Vegas. Yeah, and he was active last week. He's active again this week. I gotta think if Bailey Zappi is scoreless in the first quarter, scoreless in the second quarter, if we're going like down the same old, same old. Yep, you got to do something, and I don't think the spark is to go to Mac. I don't think that's necessarily a good idea. I, think I don't the think spark, that's
3: a spark at all. Nor do no. I think it's not that you know life is fair, but like how fair is that even to Mac? Like you just you've got right. benched four times. You're finally not the starter. And then if Zappy struggles, which the offense likely will, like, all right, Mac, now bail us
4: out. Like, I think yeah. no, I'd pull a Zach Wilson. I'd consult with <laughs> yeah. my uh, advisors before I step Probably back. Probably not on my the field. best interest there. Skip for me to go in. Um, but Malik Cunningham, uh, Mike Tomlin actually talked about him. Like he he's did. kind of a wild card for them to prepare for. Um, and on a short week, not knowing whether he could play, if he yeah. does play, what he could do. Um, now, as uh, Fourier said the other day, some of that is you know, the Lou Holtz, Bill Belichick, talk up the other team and of make course. them sound good at everything and problems and challenges and all that, because you don't want your team coming in. I mean, this is a game where even with a backup quarterback, the Steelers are probably like, oh, we got this. Like, I oh mean, they and don't they, score. They literally don't score over there. Think so about all
3: the steeler Patriot games over the last 25 yeah. years where no matter how good the Steelers were, it was like, ugh. We got to play the Patriots. Like we got, like we're just screwed. They could have Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Brown. Didn't matter. Ben Roethlisberger. Didn't matter. Playoff game, regular season game. Patriots would just roll them. And now, Tomlin's got to be looking at the film, being like, "How on earth is this the Patriots now?" That's a, a longer
4: conversation. Well, not than, uh, only is it a
3: longer conversation, Mike Reese, if anybody has the time on uh, yep. ESPN today, wrote a very lengthy article kind of documenting how the team got here. The headline absolutely pulled me in where it was from dynasty to disaster. I was like, holy smokes, alliteration on point. Yep. And kind of nailed it. I mean, they were a dynasty. They absolutely were a dynasty and they the, the, pro- the greatest dynasty of, uh, of all time. Yep. But yeah, this isn't just bad. This isn't just missing the playoffs. This is this is an all time uh just crumble. Like we were comparing it the other night. We were looking up some of the offenses that the Patriots are in the same vicinity of. Comical. Like the, the ninety one Arizona Cardinals have <laughs> a similar points per game. The ninety one Cardinals, or I'm sorry, Phoenix Cardinals have a similar points per game as the Patriots. Is that Buddy Ryan? That was not Buddy Ryan. I forget who the coach was, but it wasn't by Ryan. Do you know who
4: the quarterback was that year? Uh, you won't get it. I don't Tom think Tupa.
3: You... Yes, you did.
4: you got it. Well, your tone. <laughs> Tom Tupa is a punter, essentially. Yes! So your tone yes! led me down the road. Okay. of They were so bad because they had a punter. The punter
3: was the quarterback, <laughs> and they scored as many points as this Patriots team did. It's unreal. Yeah. But All right, so Patri- we can mix in Patriots and your Red Sox thoughts. As uh, Red Sox, it's early, but uh, the offseason... Already slipping away from him. Uh, let's go to Matt in Rhode Island. He joins us next. What do you got, Matt?
5: Hey, you know, guys, um, I think the Verdugo thing is an undercover huge move for the Yankees. I, too, thought he was going to be packaged for Soto. But I understand why the Red Sox got rid of him. He, you know, he, he's kind of that guy, um, good player, but I guess he didn't fit into their plans. But I, I'm not expecting him to make any of these big moves. Um, Unfortunately, I, I, they need pitching, right? Yeah. So he was a pitcher, the new GM was a pitcher in Chicago, uh pitching coach as well as, like, working in the front office, I believe. I mean, there is that guy Blake Snell, but, I mean, it's, it's really not a lot out there this year. And I kind of got a bad feeling when Cora said this week, and he was quoted saying, we got to have the guys that we have play better. That's that's not a good sign. No, that, um, yeah, no, you're right. But, right. but um, And we don't have anyone in the farm system, really, as far as arms go. Nope. You know, so is that guy and they they had they had Montgomery in Boston, uh that guy Montgomery, he was visiting here. I thought they were gonna sign him on, on the point. Um they didn't, so yeah. you know, I don't know. I don't know. It's it's up in the air, but I think we knew they weren't gonna bust any of these, you know, several hundred million dollar contracts. Um, with a new, with a new GM. That's well, so going, yeah. you know, what? Matt, I did not know, know that. No,
3: I didn't know that either. And I was hopeful, not as hopeful yep. as Hart was, but I was hopeful that all right, this change, John Henry will say, all right, I don't want to make this a, a yearly thing, but for this guy to give the new guy a chance, go nuts, make a big sliding, make a big trade, and let's try to right the ship a little bit, get out of last place, contend for a wild card spot, and and go from there. But to this point, they haven't. I I also disagree with Matt a little bit. Like, there is not. Ten, you know, Pedro Martinez is available, but there are probably six, seven, eight pitchers available that are better than anybody you have, like better than Bayo. So uh, Yamamoto, you know, Otani is sort of a different category, but Blake Snell, who we mentioned, Jordan Montgomery is better than anybody you have. Uh, Tyler Glasnow is probably better than anybody you have. Uh Aaron Nola already re-signed, so like, I just cross his name off. And then there's the trade candidates like Dylan Cease and Corbin Burns. So like all those guys are better than anybody you have. And so now it's up to Breslow to either just straight-up sign one of them or make a big trade for
4: one of them. And they are still considered to be in the hunt for Yamamoto, correct? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, I don't like that tone. <laughs> no, I think... They consider it to be in the hunt
3: still. But wasn't there, like, seven teams attached? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, I'm no, no, so there's a lot I'm sick and tired of the Red Sox being, like, in on these guys. They don't get well, that any was,
4: of them. So that's the question I wanted to ask, because Matt's yeah. tone I didn't like, where he says, you know, I didn't expect with a new GM for them to sign one of these hundred, couple hundred million dollar contracts. So correct me if I'm wrong, they still play in Boston. They do. They're still the Boston Red Sox. Yeah, Fenway they Park still, is the oldest stadium. And and it's America's favorite ballpark. People go to just see Fenway Park even when your team sucks. That they deck it out. Tr- like, well, getting it, a...
3: They might put it to the test, but you're right.
4: But you get a certain portion of seats filled by tourists and people that are just there to see the ballpark.
3: And based Um, on last year, the uh, opponent's fans...
4: Right, They That's filled true. that sucker that last is true. year with Dodgers uh, fans. You that? also charge people, whatever it is, 30 bit. bucks a month for the Nesson 360 app to watch games, which I'm ju- I'm no businessman. No, you're not. But I bet you you'd sell more of those if you signed Yamamoto and traded for Soto. I bet you you would see a bump in those subscriptions. I
3: feel like if you had Shohei Otani on the yep. front of it, and uh, you would sell a few more of those.
4: I agree Absolutely. with that. Absolutely. Yeah. So I don't understand this now like Matt's accepted some belief that they are not a big market team that they can't play with no. the big boys no, no, no. why they are they are I don't get it.
3: they need to be no and i think well I, he's probably just looking at the last four years and, and maybe got brainwashed poor guy But that's
4: unacceptable no
3: it, it is and you they dump salary they essentially dump 10 million dollars yeah I, i'm fine with them moving on from verdugo i don't have to that. he was a dink he was a dink yeah i don't mind I, like listen you need a couple you need a couple of guys that
4: maybe aren't just you know uh choir boys in the old squad yeah, but I need him to like show up on time and care a little bit. Be professional. Also,
3: not that great of a player. And no, very if, average. And if Yoshida and Duran and even Willier Obrejov and or like a big signing are going to play in the outfield, then like I didn't really have a whole lot of room for for Dugo anyway. And last year of his deal, might as well get something for him. And I don't know if any of those three pitchers that they got are going to be any
4: good. But but you whatever you got rid of. Yeah, I'm fine. I'm nine fine. point whatever million dollars in salary. So now you better. Sign spend somebody, it. But spend it is right. Well, like that's that's a third of the way towards a massive contract, a thirty million dollar a year type contract, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. However you want to allocate it, as long as you don't allocate it on a bunch of like two scrubs. years, fourteen million dollars. Two years, do not want that. All,
3: nope. uh, we got a text about Whit Merrifield. His name has been brought up as uh, the Red Sox, uh, if, for lack of a better word, have interest in uh, Whit Merrifield, which I would like. Now that's not going to. Sell the season tickets out. That's not gonna nope. get everybody. But as far as just making a better baseball team, having a second baseman play second base does seem like a pretty good idea. And Don't they need won-
4: more than just a better baseball
3: team? They need a lot. Yeah, no, yeah, you're right. This is this is this isn't always the way, like in all sports, to like win the off season. Right. Like the Redskins won the off season like so many years in a row right. and it never equated anything. But the Red Sox have actually kind of backed themselves into the corner where they need both. Obviously they need, you know, better players and they need to win, but they need like star like attention grabbing players. They right. desperately. Yeah.
4: Because that gets you through April, early May, and then at some point people are like, oh, oh, and this not only did they bring in a star, a guy I care about, two of them, oh, we're also, you know, two games out of first place or we're playing good base, you know, yeah. X games above five hundred. but if you're just sort of banking on getting to Late May. Yeah. And oh, people will realize we've put together a good solid baseball. Yeah, I've been sold that bill of goods before. <laughs>
3: I know I have. I'm now at the point where I think there are three, maybe four avenues still out there remaining to where I would call it a successful offseason. Yamamoto. Yep. That's one
4: of them. Because uh, we've all seen the workouts. Yep. Oh, my God. The guy is very just flexible. Like Gumby. Maybe too flexible. I would agree. I would think too flexible. You're not supposed but, to do all that stuff. I don't know. Let's call Tom Brady and Alex Guerrero. Very pliable. It's worked for them. Would
3: Spider-Man be a good pitcher? Because he's like Spider-Man.
4: Oh, yeah. The and stuff he he's doing, I don't know. It seems
3: dangerous to
4: me. So you don't like it. You'd rather have like... Too flexible. Know, a fat guy, Rod Beck or something, just living in a C. freaking C. Sabathia
3: RV. won a lot of Cy Youngs, didn't
4: he? Yeah, but we'll see. With Pedro, like... Pedro, like yeah, Pedro, yeah, but had I don't think flexible fingers. Remember that could bend them way back and like touch the back of his hand or something with them? Super long, too. They yeah. they call
3: them piano fingers. Right. They call them. So, don't question it. No, I, no, but listen, Yamamoto is one of the guys I would say would make it a successful off-season.
4: Okay. I the think, next one on the uh, list,
3: uh Corbin Burns, that's a trade with the Milwaukee Brewers. You bring him okay. in then you re-sign him.
4: He's What are you giving a,
3: up? Uh
4: Are I you think, willing to give up uh Mayer? Yeah, I I like there are now whispers that he could be involved in trade talks.
3: I think because he sucked out loud at double-A. But he also got hurt. So I don't know how much of that was like, was he hurt? Is he going to be able to recover and then be really good? But, yeah, I think he's sliding down. More people now are talking up Roman Anthony even more than right. Marcel Mayer. So, yes, I would trade him. I don't think you would need to include him in the Burns deal because Burns has one year left on his deal. So I don't think that would be like overkill. Like, you don't need to trade a top. Because even though Mayer's probably on the slight decline, he's still a top-20 prospect in all of baseball. So I would I would – I'd be open to trading. I have, I have no problem trading any prospect in in the right deal, but so that's that's another one. And then you resign him and, and go from there, and you get an ace. Uh, the Chicago White Sox get Dylan Cease and Luis Robert. Get both yep. those guys, and I do think Blake Snell. Even though it wouldn't oh, yeah. right, I mean he won the Cy Young in the National League last year, and he pitched. An I A would A, at be least before.
4: intrigued by Blake Snell. So Absolutely. there's there's four. He's way higher than Jordan Montgomery, and, and yes. that Yeah, uh, can. Wasn't the report that his wife is in Boston? That's why he's here. Yeah, she's a doctor and she's, right. doing, she's something doing something here. She's doing, okay. She's like he yeah. wasn't in town to visit the Red Sox. Well, he was working out
3: at BC, I believe, because yeah, he was with his wife because she was right.
4: doing some program here. Yeah, yeah, he could easily sign with any of the other Correct. teams from. Yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> just making sure. Just <laughs> yeah. wanted to clarify, yeah. make sure we didn't allow misinformation to kind of float around yeah. the airwaves. Well, the last time they signed the guy because he was in the
3: area was Corey Kluber. So is that really what we want to do? Yeah, he's got ties to the area. Okay, can
4: he pitch? Like, I don't, like, That's fine. I kind of bought into that. I'm not going to lie to you. And,
3: uh, well, they were just a year late. If they got him two years ago, it actually might have helped out. He was pretty good with the yeah, but I, was, I thought he would build off of that. No, he didn't. Now he was more. He was he the didn't. opening day starter, though, for the team. Yeah,
4: that was the highlight of the
3: year. So you can't have that. Know, like, that's another thing. Like, you need Blake Snell or someone like that. So those are four possibilities. It's two free agents that are out there and two trades. Two trades that... Could very likely happen. Again, everybody was talking about Soto getting traded. Then the next thing you know, boom, he does get traded. But if those four things don't happen, like, I don't know what else is realistically out there that would make it a a success. Are the Padres done selling? I don't think... Are are you going towards Tatis? I don't think they trade Tatis.
4: Okay, I'm just asking.
3: I'd be surprised. Uh, I know they need to shed a lot of money, but, I mean... Tatis is their guy. I don't. I think Soto because they didn't even know probably they could resign him, and so they're they're they like Tatis is locked up for what, like the next sixteen years or something. Right, right. My guess is they keep him, but you never know. Like that. Yeah, okay. I would amend my stance. That would
4: also make it a, a success. I, lo- I love him, but could there be something just out of left field? Something you're not thinking about? Something I'm not thinking? Mm, about? Like Mike Greenwell? Uh, something out of left field. Get it? I was thinking Mike Trout. A different Mike. Okay, Mike Trout.
3: That, sure, that would make it a success okay. as well. I would See, take so the list travel. is a
4: little longer if you want to be creative in how you put it together.
3: Yeah, but like of the free agents out there, I don't think because or they're off, they're they're out on Otani. So then I look at Yamamoto and Snell. I would be happy with Jordan Montgomery, but I'm not like, hey, look out Yankees, like look out Orioles. You're like, okay, that's good. Like you'll take them. And same with all, like all the other guys that are out there. Like Nobody like knocks your socks off.
4: That's a free no. agent. So nope. If, if for me, knock your socks off was Soto, yep. Yamamoto. I still think Snell will. Yeah, yeah, no, that's come it. close to knocking my socks off. <laughs> Maybe they're dangling on my toes, that's but they're kind of jarred a little bit. That's a good image. Um, but yeah, there's there's not Mm-mm. not a lot, and they need a lot. We t- remember we were talking about two pitchers and a bat was sort yeah. of the yeah the wish list and now it's like, well, maybe we can just get one pitcher and maybe a mediocre bat. And I kind of think the bat is being uh underplayed.
3: I'm with everybody, like we all callers say they need pitching, and I could obviously agree. Oh, yeah. We watched all the games last year, but Justin Turner is a free agent. He had twenty three home runs for you last year and had I think the like he was one of your best hitters. They got rid of Verdugo, which I'm fine with, but he was one of, he had a bad month in there, but he was one of your more consistent hitters throughout the year. And then Adam Duvall didn't play a ton of games, but he was also over 20 home runs. So you got Devers and Casas are two guys that I that are really good. Pl- Plug them in the lineup. Yoshida. Probably Yoshida. So there's three guys that you really I mean, like. Probably. Yoshida? He's
4: fine. Yeah, he kind of trailed off, didn't he?
3: No, yeah, no, you're right. He's fine.
4: You're right. First year he's in fine. Major League Baseball, like yep. he's a he's he's a surefire part of your lineup. I don't know yes. how good he's going to be, but he's a surefire part of your lineup.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. I mean, 289, 15 home runs, seventy two RBI, and he's already thirty. I didn't say 30. it was great. <laughs> Nobody's no, in your lineup. I know, but all right. So
4: I have two. guys. a hear of Bill Belichick's year two jump.
3: I have heard of that, I'm still waiting for some of their guys to do that as well. Oh, no, no. I give up on them, but maybe Yoshida, year <laughs> two, jump in Major League Baseball. It's possible. I mean, if Casas gets even better, then like, look out. Like he had, he had an awesome year. All right. You can weigh in. Uh, Mix it in. Patriots, Red Sox, uh, both 617-779-7937. A, uh, a bet du jour coming up. We'll pick this Patriots-Steelers game. We know about the low Why? over-under. Because we have to. We always, we always oh, pick the okay. Thursday games. So we'll, so we'll give you our pick on the Thursday games and throw a prop at you. Coming up next here on the Rich Keefe Show with Andy Hart, W. E. E. I. You
0: can watch the show anytime via our live stream on Twitch. Just go to twitch.tv slash bostonweei. And check out WEEI on YouTube for our video-on-demand content updated daily. Now, more of the Rich Keefe Show on WeEI.
3: Back here on the Rich Keep Show with Andy Hart, WEEI, a uh, full tank program here tonight. Talking Patriots, Steelers, which uh, will kick off about an hour and a half or so from now. Also, Red Sox offseason, which is uh, slow. It's slow. They traded uh, Alex Verdugo to the Yankees. So it looks like we'll uh, stay there uh, and be in an outfielder with Aaron Judge and Juan Soto, which is probably as good as it can get. Uh, you can join the program, 617-779-7937. But let's get to our bet du jour. What is that? Great question. The bet of the day, and it's Thursday Night Football. Now, Stiz has been killing it. Thursday Night Football, keeping track all year against the spread. He is 8-5-1. and one. Wow. I am a sad 5-8-1 and one after going 0-3 on Thanksgiving. Uh-oh. And Andy Hart is 3-10-1. Against the spread on Thursday night football. Still within striking distance of you. Of me. (laughs) We're we're both doing terribly at this, but I don't want to finish last. All right. Well, that's why things, you can start to turn around here tonight. The uh, Patriots on the road. Steelers are, we're going to go with five and a half. I've seen some books five, some six. So depending on which way you feel out there, I would find one that uh, supports that gives you the point you need. But for our purposes, we're going to go with five and a half. As the spread, which way are you going, Andy Hart?
4: Yeah, I I know the last couple games. If you gave the Patriots five or five and a half or six points, it would matter. Yeah, but um, I'm just I've said it. I'm not picking them. I have no reason. <laughs> I can't They're, pick on the They're on the road. They're on the road. I think they don't have the better quarterback. They I don't do think not. they have the better coach. Um, the better roster. The better defense. Short week. Generally, I think favors the home team. Like I, there's no reason to pick the Patriots, so I'll take the Steelers minus five and a half.
3: Yeah, I'm going to pick them as well. So you can't. Gain, it. Yeah, I was going to do it anyway. You can't gain ground on me at least for uh, for this week. What about Stiz Stiz has been picking the Patriots yeah. nonstop. Now they haven't been in prime time, so it hasn't affected our Monday night or Thursday night records. What's my record one more time? Eight, Jackson? five, and one on Thursday. Oh jeez. It's not bad. That's a nice that's a nice little record. You <sighs> I got. see
1: six. I'm seeing six points. I I'm said gonna... uh, yeah, but I'm telling oh. you,
3: I've also seen five. So okay. we're going five okay. and a half.
1: Okay, okay. I like it. I like I'm gonna go with the pats. Give me the pats. I knew it. Give me the pass. Plus
3: packs. five and a half. Plus five and Next a half. Game. Listen, they,
1: they,
3: the, the crazy thing about the Patriots, as bad as they have been.
1: There's a few crazy things.
3: <laughs> there's a lot of crazy things yeah. about the Patriots, actually. If we wanna, you know what? We have time. We can get into all of them here tonight. But they lost. They didn't score a touchdown, and they lost by six. They had a horrible game uh, against the Giants, lost by three. They go to Germany, brutal game, bench their quarterback, lose by four. Yep. Washington, lose by three. So I mean, there's they've had a lot. The Vegas game was a dump. They lost that one by four. That Saints game, Saints game. No, no don't. <laughs> oh, there are a couple blowouts in there as well. Uh, my prop, I'm going to go with Bailey Zappi under half a touchdown pass minus one ten. No TD passes for Bailey Zappi. Uh, it actually, it's weighted, so uh, it's slightly. They think he will score or throw a touchdown. It's minus one twenty for a touchdown, minus one ten for no touchdown. But that's where I'm going. No touchdown pass for Zappy.
4: Okay, I can see that. I mean, I think it feels like a relatively safe bet. <laughs> I don't I think, think it's that exactly really crazy. Sad. The team scored one in three weeks. I mean, it'd be it'd be a big surge if he had one tonight. So you know me with my props. I like to uh, get them out of the way early. I like things You're going uh, heads or tails. Nope. 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 But I am going uh, Ezekiel Elliott, who is going to be your lead back. Yep. Because no Ramondre Stevenson. True. Um, Ezekiel Elliott has run the ball. He's caught the ball. And at plus 240, give me Ezekiel Elliott to catch a pass on the first drive.
3: Ooh. Wow. I haven't seen that one. That, that sounds like a stiz pick right there. Mm-hmm. So catch a pass on the first quote-unquote drive. Let's call it possession. Drive yes, drive possession, sort of uh, drive. leads you to believe
4: that they're moving. Oh, the yeah, ball. I don't care if they punt as long as one of the three before the out is yeah. a pass to Zeke.
3: Yep. One yard gain by Zeke. Second I'm fine and nine. With that. They yeah, throw no. the ball like at the
4: line of scrimmage yep. or whatever. It doesn't say it has to be a forward pass. That's, That's a good. one. Well, I guess it has to be a forward pass, or so then it's a run. But um, <laughs> actually, technically, it, can be, it does. Yeah, can be behind the line of scrimmage. Can gain no yards. Can be a screen. I don't
1: care. Just take like it
3: to Zeke. All right, Stiz. What do you got tonight?
1: After already picking the Pats, I feel like Michael Keaton and uh, Batman. All right, you want to get nuts? <laughs> Let's get nuts. All right. I'm going to take uh, the Patriots defense or special teams anytime. Tutty plus nine fifty. Oh, nice.
3: You know what? Pretty good because that kind of lines up nice. That's a good parlay for you because if the Patriots do win, I feel like a defensive special teams touchdown is almost
5: likely. likely. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) right.
3: (laughs) Kind of needs to happen. So played, Stiz. Very good. We'll go through some more of the uh, the props that are out there for this game uh, a little bit later on in the program. But, yeah, that's a good one. So uh, me and uh, Hart are on the Steelers, minus 5.5. Stiz taking them. With the points, let's go back to the phones. We have uh, Jerry out in uh, California. Want uh, to talk Celtics, Jerry? What do you got?
2: So, if we go back to the last game the Celtics played, in which Jason Tatum was kicked out of the game, if you go back and look at that play, I think he was really upset with himself. Something in psychology called transference, when you can't, you know, direct the anger at the person that you want to, which in this case would be himself because he just committed his seventh turnover. He was embarrassed. He was mad at himself for making that turnover, dribbling right into a double team, which he's been doing for seven, eight years now, and committing that turnover. So he lashes out at the referee because he made a stupid mistake. The problem we have right now is he is allowed to dribble the ball from the backcourt to the frontcourt, just like Jalen Brown. We have three capable guards that can do that in Pritchard, and uh, Holiday, as well as White, guys that can handle the ball that are not careless with the ball, because that is the problem with this Celtics team. Our two best players create the most turnovers each and every single game. Going into the playoffs, that's going to mean a lot. Just like it did two years ago when Jason Tatum broke a record for study, uh, making a hundred turnovers. I think Brown was right behind him with like eighty-five. Yeah, Joe but Jerry, Mifila, like
3: that's sort of the nature of the NBA. Works. Who do you who do you think leads the uh, Bucks in turnovers? Giannis. Giannis and Lillard. Giannis. Giannis and Lillard are one, two. So, I mean, I, I wouldn't look just at the turnover. I get your overall point. Like, you want those guys, you know, that have the ball all the time to be maybe a little bit more playmakers than the, than they are. Uh, I mean, that was a long way of going. The, his comment line said they're never going to win a title. Like, I certainly don't feel that way. Uh, there are a lot of good teams. The Bucks are one of them. We're watching them right now. Uh, they're still in the in-season tournament. Nobody's perfect, though. Like, the, even the Nuggets aren't perfect. The T-Wolves of a great record aren't perfect. I'll still take the Celtics' chances. I'm all for, you know, pointing out flaws or, or questioning it, but what do you say, the transference property or whatever? Like, yeah, it was a
4: big one. I don't know, man. Not Wrong show for that. I, it's over my head. But, but I don't necessarily – I mean, when you have a star player who yeah. hasn't won – uh-huh. This is going to be the talk that evolves. Year six, year seven, Definitely. year eight. Yeah. Like, this is going to become. Giannis and Jokic
3: just dealt with it and then just got over that hump, whereas a guy like Joel Embiid has not. Damian right. Lillard never did, but now he finally has a really good teammate, so maybe he will. Uh, you know, guys like Chris Paul are
4: much on the older end Colonel of that, that. Anthony, just there's endless yeah. yeah, yeah, guy's, yeah. and yep. then you go in other sports. It. I mean, it's not just basketball. No, Mitch Trubisky it's... they say that right. about. I don't think they got talk him. about can't win the big one, but could, can he
3: win on Thursday Night Football? That is the question. it's certainly not a big one. No, it is not. It is the smallest of the primetime games that you could find. Uh, but your thoughts on it. Mix it whenever you want. We've got Sox free agents. You know, If you want to get in on the Celtics, you can. 617-779-7937. One hour down, three hours to go on the Rich Keith Show with Andy Hart here on WEI.